That's Andrew Rip with Revenant on Victory 91.5. It's Coffee with Corey, and right now it's our prayer time. And in Matthew chapter 10, verse 39, the Passion Translation, it says that those who cling to their lives will give up true life, but those who let go of their lives for my sake and surrender it all to me, they'll discover true life. In Jeremiah 17, 7, it says, blessed are those who trust in the Lord. And so God, we know that this is something that you want to sink in, that as we're trusting you with whatever, with everything, that you're blessing our life in ways that maybe right now we can't even imagine. You're blessing our future in ways that we can't even see. Show us where we're still clinging to our life or clinging to things. I think it's interesting. We can't cling to things and cling to you at the same time. And what do we need to surrender today to discover more of you? You know, we're talking all about Passover and your death and your resurrection and you surrendered everything. You loved us to the very last breath. We want to make sure that we're loving you with every single breath that we breathe, God. But we just pray that anybody's listening that's never made that decision today to surrender. Surrender our agenda, surrender our past, our present, our future, everything. Complete surrender. That's the only way we're ever going to be able to embrace you and be embraced by you. Your arms are outstretched, your hands are open. And that's what you're asking for. For us to have that same response where our hands are open, our arms are open to you. Not for things from you, but just for you. We know salvation, it's relationship. We're talking about being the bride of Christ and this is relationship. You don't want us to be a bride to someone that we don't know or that we're closed off to. You want us to know you like we're fully known by you. We get to fully know you. Show us where we're still maybe having any any walls in our hearts and our lives towards you. Maybe as a father, maybe as a friend, whatever that looks like. That every single wall that we've built or that has been built, that it would come down today in our hearts and our lives so that we can embrace you. You're worthy of being embraced. Not just one time, but joining our life with yours and becoming one with you. God, let that happen for somebody today. That they would experience being one with their creator, being one with Jesus. That you would enter their life in a powerful way that it would never look the same, that it would never be the same. That they would let you begin today, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, as we talk about Passover, and as Corey prayed there, we're talking about salvation. That's what happened at Passover. Some of you may have a tradition of celebrating that on Easter Sunday, the Resurrection Day, or on Good Friday when he would have, uh, on that tradition, would have ha- have died. The days and the dates are not as significant. It would have been a little different, obviously, at, in the, at the time of Christ with the, the happening on a Wednesday th- or Thursday through to Sunday. But nonetheless, and of course, the days are nice and nights are day and all that. So it's a complicated thing when you go back and look at the calendar to get all the days and stuff, right? But the end result is the same. Uh, whether you look on one calendar or by the that follows the the sun, the other one that follows the moon, the events that happen are the significant part. The death and resurrection of Jesus changes everything. When you look at Passover itself and this date, which God set in motion, said, "Remember this particular date," so we know this date was when it actually happened. And in the, this meal that they had, and He said, "Do this thing and, and remember me," just as much as we have a tradition of eating 
uh, bread and drinking the wine or the juice to remember his death and resurrection, to remember his body and his blood. So these Passover elements are the same thing. So I want to introduce you, kind of walk you through. When you talk about Passover elements, we're talking about there are things to do that have meaning, and there are things to eat that have meaning. So this, this hour... As Brian steps to the microphone, I'm going to kind of walk you through all of these elements in the next four breaks. And so that if you want to have a Passover in your, at your home with your family, uh, it's very easy. There's not that, it's not that complicated. So first symbol of Passover is light. Every Friday night at sunset and Jewish Sabbath meals, a woman in the household uh, lights the festival lights. There's a candle. Not very complicated. So you begin the Passover Seder, a woman in the household lights the candle. Again, not very complicated. You can use real light candles or you can use a little flashlight, the kind of ones with batteries in them. But light is a symbol of God's presence. Why does a woman light the candles? Eve led the human race into sin. God chose Mary to be the mother of Jesus who would redeem mankind. So Eve first to fall and woman the first to be redeemed. So you start with the lighting a candle. The washing of hands is a huge part. John 13 begins the Passover, and it continues all the way into the Garden of the Gethsemane. If you want to, you, you may read the entire section of John there and never really realize you're at the Passover meal, but because they never say, and now we're doing this, and now we're doing that. Instead, they just, they just have a conversation, and you have to know the pieces and what they are. So number one is washing. The Old Testament priests would do this elaborate bathing process to be clean so they could serve. That's what God told them to do. So for thousands of years, the priests misunderstood that this was a shadow of the Messiah. Instead, they saw themselves as too clean to touch the unclean and hurting people. When in fact, the Bible says Jesus got up from the Passover meal, poured water into a basin, began to wash his disciples' feet. Well, you know, he got to Peter and things just went unraveled there. Uh, Peter's request for a bath was him trying to understand why in the world was Jesus doing Passover wrong? Jesus was about to touch the food and serve it to them. You have to have clean hands, even if you don't clean your body. You know, it's like, what in the world? And Jesus said being clean or holy enables you to serve the unclean and hurting people. So the priesthood confused the concept of why they were clean. Not so they could remain clean by not touching the enemy, but by their cleanness others can be touched. So Jesus changed that concept by washing feet. Second was the sop. Jesus gave this particular uh, part of the meal to Judas. Now here's what's wrong with that. It should have been given to Peter, James, or John because it goes to your closest friend. So taking the sop is saying, yes, you're my beloved. You're my best friend. So this so confused Peter because he's a zealot. He knows when things are done wrong, right? He gets defensive saying he would never betray Jesus because Jesus says, someone's going to betray me. And, and Jesus gives the sop who's now his best friend, which means Peter is not his best friend. And uh, he's just thoroughly confused. Um, so he says, no, 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 it can't be me. I would never betray you. So again, he misses the purpose of the change in the tradition. Jesus washed Judas's feet and gave him the sop. He's saying, I know what's in your heart, and I am your only hope. See, he was giving him an opportunity. Jesus was a friend of sinners, not an accuser. So this sop portion of the meal is when you try to give it to your, your friend. And then, you know, the tradition is you, you talk about Egypt. Jesus is supposed to go back and tell the story of how they were set free, but instead he actually talks about the future, not the not the history in Egypt. Jesus reveals who he is as Messiah and talks about the Father and the Holy Spirit. So he's revealing as the Passover lamb who he is. 
So he doesn't go back a few, in the past. He takes him to the future. Something's changing. Something's about to change. Just like time changed back then with the months and the, the Nissan replaced in the beginning of the year, the calendar's going to change tonight. The next thing is peace. John 14, my peace I give to you. He speaks about the sermon. Well, he's dipping the egg in salt water. It's the peace offering. He's dividing up the roasted egg among them. And he says, eat this. Jesus is shining a light on all the sacrifices of the past. He says, this is more than an offering for your failures. It's my peace that I give to you. You don't have to make sacrifices anymore. I'm about to die for the sins of the world. You see, Jesus was the meal. He was the water that washed their feet. He was what it was all about. God serving, fallen man, rescuing, redeeming, becoming the Passover. And then Jesus thoroughly messes up the watch night service. You're supposed to stay in the room, right? But he takes them to the garden to wait for the death angel to come. See, he's preaching, and then he's praying. They all fall asleep. They're supposed to stay awake. It's the watch night. But clearly none of them are the oldest son. But Jesus is, and the guards are coming to take him to his death. So why did he change that tradition? Why did he leave the room? Well, first of all, after closing the Passover dinner, Jesus had to leave the city because the atonement lamb's body was always offered up to God outside the city's walls, which, of course, Gethsemane was. In Gethsemane, Judas, who ate the sop as his chosen beloved, he was the bride of Christ in that moment. And then, just like Eve in the first garden, Judas betrays him. And Jesus says, with a kiss, <laughs> great, isn't this familiar? So he's back in the garden. He's taking him to the, the garden that will be in heaven one day. He's doing it all there in this Passover evening. And all of the symbols that are there are there for a purpose. So coming up, so you've had light, and you, you know water is a part there. You know this sop, but I'll talk about so the bread and some of the other things next.